This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome to your weekly edition of the Cards Cast, a podcast from Cardinal Authority. I'm senior writer Michael McCammon, joined by publisher Jody Dabling. And Jody, I've been on a lot of roller coasters in my life, you know, and most of them I'll throw my hands up in the air and enjoy it, get a few screams in, might laugh a little bit. But this college football season, will it play or not roller I tell you what, it, it, you want to hold on tight, and I don't know if it's really a ride that I'm enjoy being on. I wish you would stop and let me off. And you know, and, it, and Sunday night was was just another maybe one of the tallest and most scariest hills we've seen. As you know, you had conferences call their emergency meeting. Should we cancel it? And now, as we're learning this morning, we may have two conferences in the Pac-12 and, and the Big Ten leaning toward canceling on, on Tuesday morning. So it's certainly a crazy time, obviously. You know, the ongoing COVID-19 pandemic is playing a huge part in that. But there's also fa- other factors coming into play as well. So let, let, let's start. Yeah. Well, we'll get to some basketball stuff later, but let's start with this. Yeah. And, and let me just continue. Let me continue with your roller coaster for a second before we start really <laughs> talking about it. So so we're on a roller coaster. It's, we're on the steepest hill that there is. Pick Pick your favorite roller coaster. We're on the steepest hill. It's pretty scary. It seems dark. And unfortunately... Football is has jumped out of one of the cars and they're kind of going to the back. But unfortunately, those other fall sports that people forget about are just dangling from the rear of the of the thing because it's almost like yeah. the, the, that's it. That's like a given for those those for those poor sports. The volleyballs, the soccer, the men's and women's soccer, the field hockey, the cross country. They're kind of dangling from from the rear. And, and Michael, quite honestly, all of this is happening. And right now, when we're taping this, Louisville's going through practice number six out on the yeah. on the practice yeah. field which seems really crazy and odd to me that that's the one thing that i don't that's the one thing in this whole grand scheme of things that that i don't really get the big 12 i'm told is still going on and releasing their schedule tomorrow i would imagine that would be not be the case but it's hilarious if they do the sec made a big deal on friday night about their schedule and the two games they had a tv show around it the ACC just put out their schedule last week. The Big Ten just put out their schedule. And then really nothing changed. That's the whole thing that I keep saying. Nothing, nothing changed. Um, and it's just it's just crazy. Um, I'm, I'm just reading all kinds of things. Um, I'm just reading all kinds of things t- today. Um, I, oh, okay. Um, Scott, Scott Satterfield is going to address the media today. So, uh, so. Yeah. A change in schedule. We were supposed to get Frank Ponce and uh, uh, and uh, uh, Mikhail Cunningham. We're going to get him, but Coach uh, Satterfield instead. And then I'm reading that just in the presidents of the 14 schools that represent the Big Ten um, supposedly are uh, that might come out today. Now is what I is what I see. So it, it changes moment by moment. And yeah, just, yeah. You know, I, look, I think I think we're at a point now where we can all agree. Um, that that it's probably over. Um, I, I I you know this we want to play movement is great and uh, you know I I just I think we can all agree that it's uh, 
that you know that that it's it's probably the the end of football for the year. My whole thing since this thing began, since this since back in March. So when March happened, it's fine to go ahead and cancel the championships. It's fine to go ahead and cancel the NCAA tournament. It was upon us. We were we were at that point, Michael. We we yeah, it was brand new. It, it, it was it was brand new. At the time, I think everybody thought, "Why are you canceling something in June?" Okay, but I get, I get that. Okay, but now you've had since March the twelfth, uh, from when you canceled the NCAA champ, the, the the winter championships or the basketball and the spring championships until 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 August the tenth. You know, you've had a lot of time, and I think they need a plan. And unfortunately, I think when they announced that they're canceling football for the fall. And they're canceling fall sports. I don't think they have a plan. I don't think they have oh. a plan in place. And to me, that is where the leadership has has really kind of failed. Um, I don't necessarily blame the athletic directors because they've been working hard on trying to get kids back on campus. There have been so many things that they've been been doing. But I do blame that from the presidents to the conference commissioners on up. This there's no plan. Yeah, you know, and and going back to your, they don't have a plan uh, point. And you know, I posted this, uh, you know, maybe yesterday, two days. It, it all starts to run together. Um, that it, to me, it seems like we're really in a guessing game, and I don't know if it's possible to have a right answer. Um, and, and with this plan, one of the things also that I, you know, a number of people, not just myself, pointed out yesterday is they've been going through this process of whether we should have a season or not, while simultaneously, you know basically repeating okay we need to give the players a larger voice you know this and that and, and certainly a lot of people caught on last night the whole we want the we want to play movement and, and it's probably a lot too late unfortunately um is what it sounds like uh, but you have to really wonder you know how much of the voice of the players really going to have in this you know obviously there there were some demands early from the pac-12 uh, some of the pac-12 players and the big 10 players jumped on board and you start seeing other ones. And then last night, you know, basically they all unified uh, to come out and they came out with a, a list of demands. It was kind of a shorter list of demands than that were originally pushed out by some of the PAC 12 players, but it all basically centered around. Uh, we want to make sure we're, 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 we're safe, you know, that the, the protocols are, are out in place and, and that they're being followed. And, and at the same time, while they're requesting that many of them on with their, we want to play messages last night, we're tweeting out how comfortable they do feel. Uh, we've seen Des Fitzpatrick and a number of other UVL players, you know, discuss how comfortable and safe and more safe they actually feel on campus than if they were uh, to go home. You know, so and then another part of that request is they, you know, they're pushing to create a, a union of sorts uh, you know, for the college football players. And that's, you know, another another whole discussion that, that we can have in another time. And, you know, yeah, not, and, sure, and not gonna, really. I'm sure I'm qualified for that discussion, but right. You know, I'm not it, I'm not legally qualified for that discussion. Yeah. But from what I understand from some legal folks, that's something that probably can't happen. Um, and it's something that just isn't legally possible uh, for 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 them to do. So we can we can discuss that down the road. I, I, I think what they need, though, they do need a voice. Um, yeah. You know, hey, Trevor Lawrence, I've never been a big Trevor Lawrence fan. He's a really good uh, football player, but never been a huge fan, whatever, just. He doesn't play for, you know, I mean, he, he's 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 the rival kind of guy. But I will have to say that it's been kind of cool to see him step up. Um, he is the face of college football and he's really become the face of college football. And I, I expect um, that we'll hear more about that down the road. So, yeah, it's it's uh, it's interesting. I'm uh, um, I, I'm I, I'm just again, I, I just think we'll be 
by the end of the week, we're going to be exactly where, you know, we're going to be exactly where it is. And I, I don't know. I don't understand it, you know? Yeah. You know, and of course, you had Dan Patrick today from uh, Fox Sports basically and make the announcement that uh, that those pending decisions from the Pac-12 and Big Ten are coming. But at the same time, you know, there's discussion. It sounds like the SEC, as expected, is very hesitant to join that kind of movement. In fact, it sounds like they're they're trying to engage interest from other programs within the Big 12 and the ACC and on potentially carrying on with the football season. So it's it's a crazy world. It's you know we've heard U uh, of L A D Vince Tyree as well as others uh, in the in these Zoom calls that we've been having um, say something about you know how how the Power Five really needs to have a football commissioner. And if that's not more obvious at this point, kind of a, a czar to oversee, to help organize, because all each one of these Power Five conferences, as well as, you know, the others, the MAC, Conference USA and, you know, Mountain West and on, they've all got different viewpoints. And, you know, and, and obviously it's creating kind of a, a muddy pool, if you will. And there's just no or, organization, it seems, at all within the Power Five. And obviously the NCAA, when it comes to football, especially, really isn't that much of, of a big voice, you know. So this will be a great time. I know the players are saying they, they want to, you know, unionize, but this is also a great time for maybe the, the presidents and the ADs say, hey, look, obviously we need somebody to be kind of be a college football czar to, to kind of wrap us all together and, and have a voice and, you know, how that would work. Again, probably not qualified to, to, to speak on right. how well that would work, you know, but but one thing that is certain that is coming out of the of the, this, this situation is there are a lot of changes that are going to be happening in college football, you know, in the weeks and months to come. Well, and that, yeah, that's the thing. Like, it's so many different things. Like, you know, you know, we were talking about, you know, what do we, what do we do? What do we talk about? But quite honestly, even if they cancel, there's so many things to talk about here, but between now and whenever they do play, which hopefully they would give them an opportunity in the spring. I I know it's tough to pull that spring off. I don't know how, well, I don't know how they would pull that off. And facility wise, I don't know how they would pull it off because you can't play football in the spring if you don't give the other, I guess you could because of the money, but uh, but if you don't give the 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 Title Nine, um, that that would be a huge Title Nine thing. If you don't give the volleyball and field hockey the opportunity to play in the in the spring as well, and I just don't know that many schools, um, you know, we were talking about this a couple of weeks ago on a Zoom call that I was was doing with some U of L folks, and you know, Louisville is very. Um, Louisville is very fortunate in, in the fact that they have the facilities that they could do and pull it off. It would be difficult still to pull it off, but they could do it because they have a facility for each of the sports. But you look at somebody like even Virginia and they play, you know, they play they play all a bunch of sports in their same, uh, you know, venues. I mean, they use their mm-hmm. football stadium for other venue things. And uh, um, it's just, you know, like I said. I think in the end that it's it's the money and they could pull things off, but the spring looks looks difficult to me. Um, yeah. But Michael, what happens to eligibility? What happens to players? What happens to you know if they do play in the spring? Um, you know, does does Amari Huggins, Bruce, and the 2021 guys that uh, I only see him because I know he he's enrolling early and he he was right on the top of my head. Uh, but do guys that enroll early get to get the opportunity to play? I, I mean, that puts a then that would put a roster way behind it kind of thing. And, and I, I, I don't know. It's there's so many things. I do know yeah. this. I was just looking. I'm, I'm on Twitter making sure and, 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 and checking my, <laughs> my messages while uh, 
while we're uh, while we're doing this. And uh, the Big Ten supposedly voted today, and Iowa and Nebraska, the two that voted to play uh, fall sports to play football. And evidently, Senator Ben Sasse, who's a Republican from Nebraska, um, sent a letter today to the Big Ten presidents outlining, identifying reasons why he believes that they should play uh, college football and why that the, that they should do that. He's a former university president, uh, I'm told. So uh, um, not that it's going to help, but it's, uh, yeah. you know, it's just one of it's, it's kind of one of those things. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if we start to see, you know, politicians jump into this discussion a little bit more, even though it may be too little, too late on either side of the aisle. And and going back to your spring points, you know, to me, the more I you know, every time I really think about them you know, pushing these these seasons you know, to the spring, not really sure how the, you know, they would pull that off. You mentioned a number of reasons, the facilities, and things like that. You know, and if you do so, you know, you've already had a number of players opt out, you know, citing COVID-19 concerns, as well as I want to prepare for the the next NFL draft, how much more of that would we see, you know, if they move to, you know, the sport to the spring and not just football, but the other sports as well as they prepare, you know, for professional careers. And, you know, and so you just wonder, you know, and then obviously you mentioned eligibility, you know, all the, the spring sports that got canceled and they had the option to, to come back. Well, will a similar, you know, thing be offered to the fall sports that, you know, sorry, we canceled your season. Here's an added year of eligibility, you know, and if well, so, how do you work that and how do schools afford something like that? That in, in there, there you went to the whole thing is, is a, how do you afford it? It was one thing to, uh, to do it for spring sports athletes. Um, mm-hmm. when you were hat, when you were banking on having football and, uh, which would pay a lot of the bills. Um, it's another thing not to have, um, not to be able to pay a lot of bills. And, and quite honestly, they're not, um, I would think that more sports would get canceled uh, now if they don't have football. Um, it's going to be hard for schools to move forward. You know, unfortunately, all those people on furloughs um, at the University of Louisville and the athletic department probably stay on furloughs. Um, I think they probably have to eliminate some jobs um, yeah. and, and other people take some pay cuts. I, I just you know, you're talking about. Um, you know, I know Penn State last week said one hundred and ten million dollars is what they would lose or close, you know, close to one hundred million between one hundred and one hundred and ten million. That's a lot of money that pays for a lot of things. And when you don't have that, um, what do you do? And, uh, and and I think we're we're seeing a time now when uh, uh, it's going to be kind of desperate over the course of the uh, uh, of things that happen over the course of the next few months. Yeah. And another thing to I think that people are going to really start tracking closely as I see another one pop up, uh, basically from Wake Forest, we saw the University of Louisville official Twitter account retweeting a lot of the we want to play uh, messages last night. And I wouldn't be surprised if that's kind of what we're going to hear from Scott Satterfield uh, later on today, which we'll have coverage of at Cardinal Authority. But here you've got Wake Forest and there's been other football programs that are basically producing messages, not just retweeting stuff, but producing their own message saying we want to play. So as the seasons get canceled, and as you mentioned, we, uh, Iowa and Nebraska sound like two from the Big Ten that wanted to play. You know, is there going to start becoming a tally? OK, let's see which schools fall on what side of the line. And, you know, is that going to become the, the new fall sport, trying to figure out which school, you know, leadership wanted to play and which ones didn't? Yeah. And all this happens, Michael, after just after we put up our predictions, you picked nine and two. <laughs> I picked eight and three. We got excited about a schedule. The SP, ESPN FBI projected rank, ranking. I'm just looking at it just now. I think it just came out this morning as well. Um, has uh, has 8.0 and 3.3. So has the cards uh, kind of in between the two of us uh, or right there with the two of us. And 
um, you know, so much steam um, as far as moving forward with this Cardinal team. And, uh, and, and look, I, it stinks because this is a, this is a, this is a year when Louisville has an opportunity, I think, to win eight, nine games and, and have fun and, 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 and play some good games, some good competition. If it's, you know, you get five games at home and or six games at home and five on the road. Uh, I was excited about the schedule. I thought it set up very well for them. And, and I'm excited about this team and man, it, it's really going to suck um, to see them not be able to play because I, I, you know, I don't think if we play in the fall, I don't think you're going to see Tutu Atwell on the field. I just, I just, there's going to be guys that opt that don't play moving forward. There's going to be guys that, you know, are just like, you know what, I'm, 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 I'm good. Um, I'm going to go do my thing and and I'm going to try to get drafted. And, uh, you know, that's what stinks to me is I think we've seen the last um, of of some of the, uh, of some really cool stars at the university of Louisville. Uh, and, And like I said before, that's what sucks. Yeah, I mean, they, they clearly had an opportunity to build on what was a really surprisingly very good season uh, in the first year of Scott Satterfield. You know, a number of obviously many you know, record setting guys returning for the Cardinals. So, you know, the table was set for them to have a great season. And when the adjusted schedule came out, it seemed like the, the table setting got even a little nicer for Louisville. And they could have really, you know, without the divisions, make a, a nice, you know, you know, compete for getting into the ACC championship game, you know. Yeah, so it is. It's it's disappointing from that aspect. Well, from a lot of aspects, it's extremely disappointing. But um, you know, and certainly, you know, I'm neither one of us are trying to gloss over the, the importance of player and coaches and everybody else's you know safety and their and their health. You know, but but it's certainly a discussion worth having, especially when you're seeing those that are going to be on the field playing and coaching being so adamant for you know overwhelmingly adamant that they want to play. So uh, you know. If, if you would have told look, me this, I, you know, even if you yeah. had told me this in March that we were going to be at this point, I would have laughed even in March. But, you know, look, they've done a really are. good job. And I'll give you know, Matt Summers is 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 an MVP. Not, a lot of people yeah. don't even yeah. know who that is. And you listening to us right now, you might say, who, what are you what are you talking about? Matt Summers is the head trainer for the Louisville football team. He is he is a rock star and they have done a good job. Sure. They've had a couple blips uh, over the course of. Uh, you know, how, how much ever time it's been. I mean, it, I mean, heck it was, um, what June. So, so May, May 15th, I think is when they actually kind of started, um, you know, here, here's when we know what's going to happen. I think that's when Vince first talked to us. So, you know, they've been doing things since before then, but from May 15th now to August 10th, I mean, they have been nonstop and, uh, you know, and Matt and his, his staff have done a good job. Like I said, a couple blips for, for football early on, but uh, for the most part, these guys have been very healthy and 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 have been it's been good. So um, you can be safe. You can do things. Um, you can do things in in that manner. Um, and, and I get it. I mean, I've had it. I was I was yeah. bad off, you yeah. know. And um, but 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 for me and knowing what they go through and what they do. Um, I think this I think what the setup, the atmosphere, I'll call it atmosphere because that's what Des Fitzpatrick called it the other day. The atmosphere that they uh, they live in at the University of Louisville for the football team is uh, is very safe. Now, I know when the other students come back to campus, it gets a little more difficult. And that's that is uh, that's a stick up. But like I said earlier. 
this is nothing different than we didn't know two weeks ago when they all yeah. they all knew when they, when the students were coming back. So that's my whole thing is um, at this point why why now? But guess what? It's uh, it's happening. Unfortunately, we will keep you posted on the latest and everything that happens. Uh, Scott Satterfield will talk here this afternoon, and we will have um, um, some uh, some stories and some words from him. Uh, from whatever he says. All right, we're going to move on to, unfortunately, some bad news with basketball, <laughs> as uh, we do have to kind of get off here because we've been we've been told that we could go a little early today from football practice as well. So, uh, Michael, um, look, Bryce Hopkins is a bad deal, no matter how you look at it. Um, I mean, he was the uh, the gem of this recruiting class for Chris Mack. Loved it. Loved the kid. Um, you know, Tanner and I, my son and I went up to, uh, to Chicago one weekend in February, spent quite a bit of time with, uh, with Bryce and, and his family. Um, good kid, good, good people. And it, it's just one of those things where, and, and, and I'll be honest, I, um, uh, you know, every time I talk to anybody around, um, every time I talk to anybody around the, um, um, what, the 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 Hopkins circle. Um, I was asked about the allegations. I was asked about the probation. I was asked about what you know what was going to happen. Um, you know the times that I did talk to them, um, people people were interested. So in the back of my mind, I always felt like okay, this this is something kind of to watch. But they were always they 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 really liked Chris Mack. They really like. Uh, you know, Luke Murray, they really liked the University of Louisville. You know, he was he he's one of the first commitments in the 2021 class of, of anybody. Um, and, he, mm-hmm. and he did it really early. And uh, and I think he was really sold and 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 bought in and and, and hoping that things would work out well. And and, and um, I think as it got to go on longer and longer, they just got to a point where, um, you know, there were I, there were some other schools in their ear, I think. Um, you know, I think he spent some time with his AAU team and, and you know, heard, you know, you, you talk to some other guys that uh, that are being recruited by these, this school and that school and every other school. And, you know, the excitement that you get about that. And, you know, I think it's uh, uh, it's it's a tough it's a tough break. Um, but but I think um, I've said it uh, many a times, Michael, and I'll continue to say it. Um, I think this program is in good shape with what Chris can do and what this staff can do, um, but they are severely hampered by uh, the the notice of allegations. And I know some people don't want to think that's the case, um, but it is. And and I think this is an oppor- This is a this is a a situation where you can tell that. I mean, he flat out told Brian yeah. Snow that was what it was, um, and. Until it's gone, it's going to be hard um, to continue or to get the kids that people think that Louisville should be in on. It's just that way. Yeah, you know, and and the longer this goes on, you know, I think if I think if 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 we had had you know a response, if COVID hadn't happened, and the you know there's the response, and then the appeals, and all you know the whole process, we're able to go at a it's kind of funny to say quicker pace with when you're talking about the NCAA, but faster than, than a, during the, the COVID era, then this may not have happened if we had more of an answer or understanding of what was going to happen. You know, but the longer it gets drug out, you can, you can totally understand. And especially you're getting, as you mentioned, you know, you've got other friends that are committed elsewhere talking about their programs. You also have coaches in their ear 
constantly, uh, you, you know that there, this is being brought up in, in many conversations with coaches from other schools. And, you know, if I were in other school situations, why not use it if, if the school's got NCAA discussion hanging over their head? So, you know, it, it's certainly an unfortunate situation. You don't want to lose a player like that. Um, you know, looking forward to the day when, you know, I'm sure Chris Mack and his staff are looking forward to the day when, when all this cloud is, is finally blowing behind, you know, and it's really, you know, Again, it's an, you know, this could be another discussion as well. I think it's extremely unfortunate, that, you know, that the parties who are responsible for the things that Louisville's going to get smacked with are well long gone, not going to really suffer any, you know, negative results, you know, because of their actions while Louisville over here is, you know, now losing top recruits and, and continues to have to, to deal with a situation like this. Yeah. And look, when, when, when Bryce Hopkins originally committed, if you think back to the timeline, we we all were like, okay, when is this thing going to be over? And and I think most people were kind of hoping that it would be over before the class of 2021 got on campus. <laughs> you know mm. what I mean? Um, but, <laughs> yep. but the fact yep. but the fact is, quite honestly, it's not. You know, no matter what happens um, now, I don't. You know, they're not going to. I mean, even if Louisville gets a year of uh, of postseason, it's not going to be this year. It's going to be that first year, that 2021 class you know, comes, comes on campus. And, and I think that's why, um, I don't know this for sure, but I think that's why you've seen the shift with the, the way that the staff is recruiting. Um, you know, they're still going after a couple of elite guys because you have to, you've got to, you've got to, you've got to try for the elite guys and try for guys that, you know, that, uh, um, you know, that are interested in you. Um, uh, but you, you also have to have, you know, cut two, three guys that, you know, are guys that are three or four year guys, um, that are going to be around and, and, and that don't worry about the whole sanction things. You know I mean? There's some kids out there, quite honestly, um, I'm not going to say the two kids names, but there's two kids that, that are still, they're kind of on the list and I, but that, that are more, um, what's the right word to, what's the right word. They're more kids that, uh, uh, they care about basketball and, and, and not listen to other things. So I think that, you know, guys like that, you know, I, mean, I think you've seen a shift with guys, I guess is what I'm saying. You've seen a shift of of who they're recruiting and, and how they're recruiting guys um, as far as in this class. Unfortunately, uh, fortunately, there's time. Unfortunately, I, I think everybody around the program for, thought that Bryce would be the one guy and be able uh, that they would be able to keep. And I uh, thought that he was the guy in this class. Um, that would stick through and, uh, and, and he didn't, where do they look now? Um, you know, I still think they take shots. Roosevelt Wheeler's the main guy. Roosevelt Wheeler's a guy that's probably not going to decide until the spring anyway. So you hang in there, you, you fight and you kick and scream and you battle, uh, with NC state. Cause I think that's what it kind of is, uh, with Louisville is, is, is NC state. Jamarian Sharp, we told you about last week, Mac, uh, ETN, um, uh, Jonas, Adu. A D or a do. I'm not sure how he says his name. Those are the the center guys. Um, you know, I I think you also you stay in there with Aminu Muhammad. I don't think Louisville's going to get him, uh, but it's kind of a crazy recruitment, and and I think it's going to last for a while as well. Um, and and who knows? Who knows what kind of happens there in the end? And they and he has been on campus, and they've been in there for a while with him. And I think you also stay in there with Trevor Keels and Hunter Salas. Um, guys that are big time guys and, and you try to get one of them. But I also think, and Brian Snow mentioned this this morning in his national hoops recruiting notebook, and I'll have a little update on it in the, in my recruiting scoop later as well. But, you know, Blake Wesley is a kid that there's been a lot of talk about him. Um, and, and, and Brian's words, uh, were 
Louisville's never truly pushed here with Wesley, but the decommitment of Hopkins opening up a spot in the recruiting class, it's possible that they push harder now. And I do think they could push harder for Wesley now. Um, I think he is, um, uh, I think he would be an option if they pushed hard for him. But again, they haven't been really pushing that hard for him because they felt like they were in good shape with some other guys. And and now we'll see uh, what happens. DeMarco Dunn, is a guy that they might get involved with. Uh, and, and, then, and then the kid, Jemai Meshack, is a kid in California who really likes him um, that, I, that I think they could get involved with as well. Look, the, quite honestly, the, 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 the best news for Louisville um, is you have three other guys already committed. Um, you have three other guys that you feel really good about, you feel really positive about, and moving forward, um, you still need two guys. They need that were they were going to take two guys before. They still need two guys, and then you just have to get a grad transfer. Um, you know, at at the end of the season. So I know it's easier said than done, and uh, yeah. and it stinks now. But uh, look, it's just that's just the way it is. And uh, like I said on the board last night, it's the gift that it's the gift that keeps on giving. Man, it just stinks, doesn't it? Yeah, I'll be glad when we can you know open the gift, say this this was a crappy gift, and you know, return it or, or, or re-gift it to somebody else and get this all behind us. But, you know, it, it's going to be interesting to, to watch as the, you know, as Chris Mack and the staff do move forward and fill those spots that needed, as you mentioned, you know, the likelihood of another grad transfer uh, joining the classes there. You know, and I know some people don't like, you know, the idea of continuing to bring in grad transfers, but, you know, it's not just Louisville. I mean, this is a, a growing thing across the country. It's becoming part of your regular recruiting efforts uh, which seems kind of strange as the recruiting landscape continually changes. Uh, but again, we'll have it all continually covered at, uh, at Cardinal Authority. It wasn't the funnest of, of Sundays as, as you know, seem, seemingly the football world uh, was on the edge of canceling the season. And it may happen by the end of today or certainly by the end of the week would be my guess. But uh, yep. you know, ho- and, hopefully and we'll start seeing brighter days ahead for sure. Yeah, and Michael, we have uh, we'll have Scott Satterfield with yeah. us. Uh, we'll have Scott Satterfield with us right away. Um, we'll put a story, a quick story up and we'll have some video a little bit later as well. So for Michael McCammon, I'm Jody Dimling. This has been our I wish it was not a uh, it's not a special edition because it's a stinky edition. Man, it's just uh, <laughs> negative stuff. Uh, yeah. Let's get through that. But for Michael McCammon, I'm Jody Demling, and we are uh, we are talking all Louisville sports all the time at Cardinal Authority. This has been a Cards Cast, our weekly edition, and I'm sure we will be back with a special edition later this week. You can now relive the best moments of the UEFA Champions League 24-7. The UEFA Champions League channel is a new 24-hour streaming channel serving non-stop goals, highlights, and full match replays from the world's most prestigious club competition. Reminisce on your favorite moments, legendary players, and brilliant goals with the UEFA Champions League channel streaming around the clock on Pluto TV and the CBS Sports app.